morning, campers. Welcome to Camp Good Boy Podcast. Ah, heat is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Weather's nice. It is nice, isn't it? Oh, it's so. This is my this is my LA winter. It's here. Yeah, it's Elijah, arrived. you're just sitting on the Venice canals. Yeah, so like our, our place, we live kind of adjacent to the Venice Pier, and like our place, you know. Saying it overlooks the canals is pretty generous. I can see through like the buildings that actually have a view, and I can kind of see a fence. Yeah, like a little glistening <laughs> between the, the doorways. But anytime anybody asks me, I'm like, yeah, we live off the canals. Yeah. <laughs> Those Venice it canals. a lot better than saying, like, yeah, we live off Pacific. Yeah. Those Venice canals are pretty surreal. Yeah, they're cool. Well, when you're just, you're down in this beach town. <laughs> <laughs> you're down in this beach town with like the boardwalk and you hear about like i don't know and then you you walk just like a few blocks it's like wait wait a second what what the fuck is this yeah. it's crazy like the one thing i've noticed because I, I you know i've been walking my dog through the canals for like the last nine months and there's there's a lot surprisingly a lot of trumpers in the canals and i think it's people who bought into venice like 30 years ago and have just owned these pieces of property around there but i was like it's shocking like i mean you know in a place like venice especially but you know, you'll walk by and you'll see like you know like the make america great signs out there and everything like that so like there's a there's a weird melange of, of kinds of people in these canals i just want to like yeah just tear through the canals on like a trump speedboat yeah i was gonna say do they have like a, a, a boat parade <laughs> <laughs> what you get a lot of but and then at night in the canals because the thing is is even though those houses are super nice the sidewalks uh along the canals is, is public property you get a lot of like tweaker hot tweaker activity Bum yeah, fights. yeah. You know, like I would definitely say. Yesterday morning, I went for a walk, like probably around like six thirty or seven in the morning. It was pretty early for a Saturday, and I like made my way onto the boardwalk, kind of just like around like like the same neighborhood that like we all used to live in, and it was scary. It was legitimately frightening. It was like a post-apocalyptic weird future. Yeah. Like if you go down to like the racquetball courts, uh, which is like a, like over by Muscle Beach, like people have completely filled in every single one of the racquetball courts now with like a whole like homeless community. It's fucking nuts. Oh man. Oh yeah. Living on the streets is fucking having a moment right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, there, there are like literal like mansions being built around no, here. D- dude, there's the tent condos, tent condos. They're literally like multi-level, <laughs> like all partition different spaces. Like right, right. I heard a, like a woman singing out of one the other day and her voice was incredible. <laughs> and like i would want to like go in and be like yo let's like go cut a track but like you don't know if you're gonna get like stabbed or spit on or or what or did no you guys did you guys see uh like about a week ago there was a homeless community that started on fire on on the venice boardwalk actually down by like uh, brooks and park and it's and it burned down a building that was right next to it oh my Ooh. god it was like it was like a legit huge fire like, yeah i went out in the morning and i mean the sky was like filled with smoke that yeah. but that Venice boardwalk, Venice changes a ton. All the tech that's going that gone in there, and Google, and all the re- new restaurants. Man, that boardwalk will always be like 1965. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, the, like the, Vietnam vets yeah. just got back from war. Snapchat I mean. got the got like the the nice areas by Rose, and like Crapchat got the fucking <laughs> keeps holding down the. Uh, I feel the like boardwalk. any any tech place that was on the boardwalk, I feel like they're not there anymore because they're like, yeah, yeah. miss they, me on they this. All, they all yeah. the coop. I don't even know if like the Google office is still operational at this point because i don't know if they're I, I would assume they're all working from home right now that was great i feel like back in like 2007 maybe back when matthew mcconaughey uh pre-true detective mcconaughey he had yeah. like his production company down on the venice uh 
boardwalk. That little blue house that Snapchat had. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I feel, that's so like where McConaughey had his office. Right. That place is right by uh, Gingerbread Court, this like little brick, like solving like community. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's definitely where they broke the story for like Sahara. Yeah. <laughs> and, but now, yeah, now it's all just like vape shops and like kind of, those yeah. head shops that you can get like poppers at. Yeah. And like, and, like uh, incense. It's, totally. it's terrifying. Like, I, I'm at a point now where I'm like, nah, I would never move down, back down by the boardwalk down there at least. It's like, it, 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 it scares me. Yeah. There's no more romance to under the boardwalk. Because that used, no, to, be, there that never used was. to be where, like, you take your sweetheart down and get, like, a, a nice, like, hand job or, like, an over-the-pants rub down. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now it's where you go get, like, AIDS. <laughs> yeah. And, hep- well, you know, and, and Hep C. Venice used to be, like, 90% nice and 10% grit. You know, like, there, it, like, the grit was there, but there was nice stuff around it. And now it's, like, 90% grit and 10% nice. Like, it's, it's not nearly the place that it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Those fifty duop songs, like I think that that band is the the Drifters. Yeah, yeah. like is that really where you took your baby? Like, yeah. why don't you just take her to the beach, like not under the boardwalk, right? And get covered in seaweed and, and like, hypodermic needles, yeah, right? Like, what? Like, how romantic can that possibly be? Well, no. Even back before the hypodermic needle scene was popping under boardwalks, like it still was just like a very sketchy place to like yeah. take a girl. Totally it's sketchy. Like, hey, uh, nice to meet you. I'm Brian. You want to go hang out under that, like <laughs> under those planks that like people are working on? Like, did you guys, when you're young, like uh, playing sports and stuff, did you ever go under the bleachers and like the basketball court or whatever? Uh, uh, oh yeah. 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 Yep. Hey, going under the bleachers was like, not nearly the experience that you had in your mind. It sounded like a Goonies level experience. And then you go under there. It's like, hey, there are sharp things all over the place. Yeah, oh, yeah. you had to be careful. You, you had have to, be to like navigate in there. But also, but back to the boardwalk because yeah. he's like on a blanket with my baby. It's like, how about like, uh, I don't know, like hand sanitizer and like, yeah. I don't know, like <laughs> a full body condom. We could just go get a motel room because. <laughs> Back in those days, it was like 25 cents to, to rent a, a motel. But the bleachers were a nice place for a young man to have some privacy. Yeah, because yeah, no one's looking. No one's no one knows you're there. It's yeah. great. They do find all sorts of shit under the bleachers. Yeah. Trash I, mainly, but. I remember there was this like, I guess it was like an, I remember ice cream socials. Yeah. The, those like carnivals that I don't even know why it's called that. But uh, mm-hmm. there was a, a school, this one school had, had one in the gymnasium and that there was a girl that my eighth grade girlfriend and we just went behind the, it was like a gym with like a stage and the curtains. Right. We just went behind the curtains and talk about privacy. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it was great. Yeah. The problem was, <laughs> the problem was getting caught by one of the nuns. That, <laughs> that was a little problematic, but like we weren't, we were it's not like I wasn't having sex with her. It was just like a little, you know, little eighth grade making out. Yeah. Do they still, do they still do ice cream socials? I don't know. And I don't know why it was called that. It was always like a throw a beanbag in a hole. <laughs> like, yeah. They had like <laughs> cornhole and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Right. It's a very random thing. No, they were just like, they were just like rides that made you sick social. <laughs> yeah, it was it, right, it, like right. they'd have like a couple of those carny rides where basically they're not just rides. They're just like these mechanisms that make you dizzy. An ice yeah. cream social is a planned event, the primary focus of which ice cream is served to guests. Okay, I get Okay. It is often a neighborhood event or welcoming party normally held during the summer. But the schools always had them during like in like May, when like school right. is like a month away, like ending. And yeah, ice it cream was, social, it sounds it sounds very white. Yeah. Super white. Yeah. Very <laughs> incredibly white. I like just like 
marijuana antisocials. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, Elijah, when we were talking this week, you're, you seem pretty stoked on Scientology. And then, yes, and the more I thought about talking about this, I'm like, man, I'm going to get my apartment bugged or something like that. But, uh, no, like, you know, I don't know when it happened, but, like, we, for some reason, started watching that show with Leah Romini where she, like, interviews people who have left Scientology. And, like, over, like, the last week, all I've been thinking about is just, like, we watched, like, that Going Clear documentary that was on HBO. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that, like, kind of came to mind with me was, like, you know, these shows are very much so focused around exposing all these bad things that Scientology does. But then I started to think, like, is it really that bad, though? Well, it must be, like, mm. it must be so nice to not have to think for yourself. Yeah. Like, you just, like, sign up to a, to a plan, and, and they, like, download they t- you with yeah. a whole new way of thinking. And you never, right. and, like, as long as you, you subscribe to Scientology, like, I mean, it's one of the nice things about joining a cult is, like, you can kind of, like, you surrender your free will, and you surrender, right. like, yeah. your free thinking, and you just sign up to this, like, already pre-made plan mm-hmm. of how to live and how to think. And I imagine it's kind of like a relief. It's like, oh, boom, I'm just plugged into this. And, like... I've uh, I've been uh, to Clearwater, Florida, which is like Scientology, like Disneyland. Uh, and yeah. the, the entire city is taken over by Scientology. But even like uh, the area up on Sunset where the Scientology... I mean, there's like... Everybody's dressed the same. Everybody has the uniform. There's tons of cute girls. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, and it just seems like... You know, I think that Tom Cruise kind of like celebrity thing gave it a weird stank. But see, yeah. those are like more like high profile people that maybe like didn't want to, they got it a little bit too involved. Like if you're going to do Scientology, like just surrender your life over to, to that, to, to like the organization and just like, it must be kind of like a relief. Cause aren't there, what they're technically, Oh, go ahead, Elijah. No, I was going to say like, cause the the question that we find ourselves asking a lot when we're watching that show is like, you know, cause they, they've already kind of run through all the top people that they could run through who have left. So now they're kind of getting down to like the real, the regular people. And sometimes they interview these people who were successful before they joined Scientology or before they started believing it or whatever the phrase might be. And like, and so we find ourselves asking like, what's the lure for that person to join Scientology or start believing in this if they're already successful? I guess it's that, isn't it that thing that, like, what's actually kind of good about it? It doesn't it get rid of, like, a lot of the bad shit in your life. Yeah, well, like, one of their big things is they cut out the people that are keeping you from being the best version of yourself, mm-hmm. which is, is basically, like, classic cult conditioning. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's, um, but the, and also, I think you get pretty love-bombed if you mm-hmm. are, like, a high-ranking member, especially in the entertainment industry, because LRH knew that it was going to be... <laughs> That was going to be like the way into the mainstream was to get guys like Cruz and, and that kind Stone. of backfired. It did a little bit, but and also, but I, okay. So I used to live across from the Scientology Celebrity Center on Franklin, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, we would be uh, like the, me and the homie Tad Moore were like bombed one night at Birds, and I had to take a piss so Great bad. Bar, by the way, Birds is an awesome bar. Yeah, it's fun. And I just went and took a piss on the celebrity center on the fence. (laughs) And literally within two seconds, like three dudes on mountain bikes came up and they look like Bible salesmen with Mm. the outfits, you know, and they, they weren't like, we're going to call the cops. They got up in my face, like very like deliberately. And they were like, sir, why did you just do that? (laughs) Yeah, right. No, 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 it is not okay. And I want to know what, what is wrong with you that that you would do that? (laughs) 
And I was like, well, I was like, I really just needed to go to the bathroom. And I think your organization's weird as fuck. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I'd love <laughs> to see I, that video of you passing on the sign, by the way. Yeah. And so that's what they do. They like, it's not just enough of like, I'm going to call the cops. They, they want to break you down in the way that like a Scientologist would were you, do. Like, were you nervous at all when that happened? Well, I just, I didn't know, like, is fucking mischievous or whatever that dude's name is, Miscavige, going to, like, come Ms. out? Carriage, or, like, yeah, right. or am I going to get, like, taken in by the Scientology secret police and, like, get thrown well, into Well, no, like, yeah. And it also, was scary. you're in front of, their, the Celebrity Center looks like Xanadu. It does, yeah. It's kind of a yeah. scary building. Yeah. yeah. It used to be owned by Howard Hughes. Well, it's like, so they sounded like how Tom Cruise sounded when that reporter sprayed the water in his face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, now why would you do that? Yeah, that's the vibe. Now yeah. why would you do that? Yeah. I'm here giving you why would you do that yeah <laughs> that was great actually yeah do you do you th- like you know because now watching it i'm curious like what the goal of scientology is and there's part of me that started thinking about this the other day when crews you know they just got that blow up where crews exploded at the people on the set of mission impossible or whatever for you know making sure sh- and, and the whole tirade was about how like the industry is suffering and we're doing this to like kickstart it and everything do you feel like that's like something where it's like scientology trying to like take credit for like saving Hollywood in like a year or two. You mean yeah. like now or, or back when or like? Well, because you know, because Cruz is like ta- you know in that rant, he's like kind of taking credit for like getting the movie industry jump started again. You know, like, oh, and there's yeah. part of me that it's just like, man, are they going to try and like claim credit for saving everything in like a year or two when everything goes back to normal? Mm-hmm. No, I thought ta- I thought Tenet saved Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> It, it is, uh, yeah. No, may, yeah. I, I picked up on that. I don't know if it's Scientology. Um, I think that's just Tom Cruise's ego, right? Maybe. Yeah. But if you're gonna do Scientology, like, go. You gotta like take a couple courses and be like, I'm going all in. And and I think if you go all in and never look back and never try and like get out, I think you're good. It's when yeah. you go all in and you keep getting deeper. And they do those like interviews where you talk about like all your past pain mm-hmm. and all the things that you've done, and that's all collateral, just like with Nexium that they can then use against yeah. you uh, yeah, if you yeah. want to go in. So I think with Scientology, if you you just go all in with it and all the way and you're just in it to win it or lose it depending upon how you feel about the organization. Mm-hmm. That's the move. Like make yeah. sure you want to do it because there's no, there's no like version that I've seen of getting out of it that ends well for any, right. but and look at what yeah. we've seen with like, um, uh, the di- film director of crash, um, uh, Paul Haggis, Paul Haggis, it, you know, if you go against Scientology and, and, uh, and, and, other people like that, they're going to then find people that can come out against you in all kinds of different ways. Yeah. No, well, it's weird. We really, like when Tom Cruise was doing that couch surfing thing, we really acted like this thing was like a threat to like life. I mean, people were like really bugged out about it. It's like, yo, it's literally like Scientology is literally just like a a 10 block radius of Los Angeles. Yeah. (laughs) It's not taken up. We treated it like it was like Al Qaeda when he was doing all that. It was like, there's part of me that, you know, sees like these people that go on these shows, even Paul Haggis, you know, he was on that HBO documentary and like all these people, you know, once they are are out of it, they're all talking against it, talking negatively about it. And there's part of me that just wants to be like, Hey, you know, you're, you're the like person who fell for it. You know, it's super silly. Yeah. You fell for, you basically got, fell for a cult. Like own it, you know, it's, it's kind of hilarious actually. And the other thing is that we're all, we're only looking at like a small handful of people. We're looking at like Cruz, Romini, Haggis, uh, the guy that plays, uh, Bates actually, which is Eliza's last name in Californication. Uh, we're only looking at a small group of people that have a beef with it. Mm. There's also like 
hundreds of thousands of people that are stoked on it. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, so yeah. it's like there are two sides to any to any story. That's and, the, and that's the, I guess what I was thinking about lately was just like, you know, all you ever hear are like the negative stories about it. And I'm sure that's just because it's like it's like anything. It's like any religion or something like that. It's like, well, hey, you're not going to hear a ton of like positive stories about church unless you're going to church. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder how many members of Scientology were just random dudes on the couch one day, just like, yo, dude, let's just go to the Scientology Center, just like fuck around. And then they got like, <laughs> they got like, oh, Klein and Sinker just did it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, because a lot of this stuff does people, make sense. Like, get to go like join the Sea Org and end up like sitting, like making like 10, hour, 10 cents an hour on like the ships that they have. <laughs> But the goal ultimately is to connect with this like higher alien force that's mm. going to like, and you know, I don't know. I'm, I, I have, I'm not, I'm going to have to see the fine print on all that, but, uh, but also like, it's so weird that how like strongly we reacted to like, okay, Tom Cruise was jumping on the couch. It's like, what is this Scientology thing? It's like, he's no. just jumping on a couch. Yeah. It's not like yeah. he's like blowing up a building. Well, it's like any Scientologist <laughs> that behaves in an abnormal way. It must be like, the yeah, whole... it was kind of like, all right. I mean, I think it's creepy as shit. I would never join it, but I mean, the guy was just jumping on a couch. Yeah. He was <laughs> just, he was excited because he was piping Katie. Yeah. Holmes. That's like, if you guys ever watched Dawson's Creek, yeah. she's fucking she beautiful. Like, <laughs> this, the, yeah. I mean, come on. I'd probably do the same thing. It doesn't mean I'm worshiping an alien. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I love Tom Cruise. He was in cocktail. Enough said. Oh, I mean, I never, I never wavered. I never wavered off Tom Cruise. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And I didn't love his world of worlds, but like. And I didn't see Valkyrie, but like he won me right back over with Tropic Thunder and oh, dude, uh, and the Mission Impossibles. Yeah, Magnolia. Yeah, I mean he's great. But um, yeah, Scientology. I've also been hate binge watching ayahuasca di- documentaries. I was just about to say that I think for a lot of people with Scientology, it's just a fucking. They just it's like the cool thing to do in L.A. Ayahuasca, I think of the same thing. I think it's just this cool thing you want to say you do. Dude, my new nickname for ayahuasca is Nope. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, but yeah. the best exactly. the best one is um because there's a ton of them but the best one and and there's a lot of them of a lot of people that are ready in their lives to have this kind of like deep deep fucking crazy psychedelic experience mm-hmm. to like you know connect but the um the one ayahuasca vine of the soul Ooh. it's dude it's these people from like the midwest and canada that go down that are not ready for it oh yeah and right. and like it's like that you get these guys it's like the the guy it's like dude you freaking it's like you're in this crazy jim carrey movie <laughs> it's just like <laughs> you're just like oh my god it's just like crazy like jim carrey shit coming at you <laughs> right, right, and then it's right. like these like these people who like they are down there to try and like save their marriage and stuff. And and, like the guy comes back and like hugs his wife. It's like, so how was it? And he's like, I I understand like everything, like everything makes sense to me. It's like, well, what are you talking about? It's like, I I just like, I can't explain it. And the wife is like, well, I can't either. I don't know. He goes down on these trips to do the medicine and it's like, dude, it's just like, um, what is this called? What documentary um, is this? It's, it's ayahuasca vine of the soul. And is this on Gaia? Um, that streaming app it, it's on Gaia yeah. yeah but you can get it on Amazon but, but, but like, also um, he goes back and he can't explain it. it's like no dude it's a Jim Carrey movie just go explain that to your wife and, it'll, it'll <laughs> and it's like but you understand everything it's like what the fuck are you talking about you left your family go down to Peru to eat jungle plants like you understand nothing yeah I, I've never ever I, been I, aboard I, this also, fucking like, train 
Yeah. What Jim Carrey movie are they talking about? Yeah, I, I, I want to know too. Well, I think it's just like the mask or how like he, he's like got all these crazy characters. Yeah. I, I think it's like, you know, it's there's a lot of like DMT in it and you see like mm. all kinds of beings. But it's like uh, this is where I'm at. These drugs are so strange because like the sensation of I guess like some psychedelics or even, you know, DMT is there. The feeling is like I get it. But then you're like, well, what do you get? And you can't explain it. So it's yeah. like, well, well, then maybe it is just a drug. Maybe it isn't a connection to the to the divine. Mm. You just think it's the sensation you've never had before. So right. it's like, and you're going deep into your mind into all these like painful memories and stuff, and like facing all those things. Yeah. But it's like it's very possible. The more I was hate binging these um, docs, the more I started to like not see it as a connection to God, and more of just like a poisonous plant that like makes you go fucking that that rearranges well, the chemistry yeah. of your brain yeah, yeah. and you so go many, deep into your emotions did you like you know when you were like on a mushroom trip or something like that you have like some profound understanding and you wrote it down and you read it the next day and it was the stupidest thing you've ever heard mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah or like when you yeah that's every, that's every time you've ever done mushrooms well it's like crack it's like any, <laughs> anything you do that can like help you touch heaven it's like, yeah. you know, when you think about heaven, like I actually read this thing recently that an orgasm is the vibration of heaven and, and that anything really like a hit of crack or um, a line of blow or a shot of junk or anything like that, like that gives you that crazy dopamine mm. thing. It's, it's something that you're experiencing that's a higher level than what your normal day to day thing is. Right. So you are under the impression that, well, anything better than that must be what like heaven is when it's like, well, maybe it's just a fucking chemical that's, that's tweaking your, your brain. But see, at least an orgasm, or at least an orgasm is like, that's something that's with that's in you that you can do. That's natural. Right. That makes more sense to me. Well, and also because it creates life. So it's sort of like, I sort of get that, Mm. that like, and not that you're just up in heaven, like, Oh, 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 yeah. Oh shit. I'm going to come all over the fucking tits. Heaven is just one long organ. No, but like that sort of peaceful tranquility feeling is like, cause you're not in heaven. You're not like, bugging about shit mm, from yeah. what i understand you're mostly yeah. just like oh man i wish i'd done this i wish i'd done that and like your angel's like well good news you get to go back and try some of those things again but like that um but like yeah but and then i was thinking like because did you guys watch the crack documentary on hbo oh hell yeah it's really good it's great called crack <laughs> <laughs> But I oh my god, dude, that's so true. That's what it's called, isn't it? I, yeah, that's great. I, I don't. Realize. I'm not fully like if your life is like in the gutter and stuff like that, and like anything that can make you. I'm kind of like pro crack. Like anything that can, I think it should be given out to people at, like on the streets instead of like creating this whole drug trade and like all this violence, like all these homeless people who, you know, they're not going to get their shit together. Like at mm-hmm. least like yeah. if you just give them all crack. To like, so that they can like, and I mean, dude, you know, it's like, what else are they going to do? Like, uh, keep them happy. Well, I then, mean, they're, the- then they're not out prosting. They're, <laughs> then they're not out prosting themselves. They're not out stealing, and, and in some cases, killing. I mean, for that rock. That's what Oregon's trying to do right now. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. not even a joke. I think they're like, when I first heard of it, it's easy to joke about it. But then when I actually like, and I made a meme about it, and like, there were some people in the comments being like, "Oh, this is the wrong take," and I actually like took a second and looked it up. I'm like. Wait, so oh, wait, wait. What's, wait, what's going on in Oregon? I don't know about this. They're legalizing a lot of drugs so that instead of when you when you get caught with drugs, instead of going away to prison, they put you in like a treatment center and try to help mm. you. 
which is yeah. like, oh, that that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's a genius idea. That was what the crack documentary was saying. Like these people would get caught with like barely any crack and they're going to, they're doing like 10 years in prison. Mm-hmm. It's like, maybe let's try to help them. Yeah. You know, let's, yeah. let's see what that does. Or get like pure. Cause I think crack is a great alternative if your life sucks. And it's like, but instead of like trying to, cause when you see people who get off crack, they're worse than when they were on crack. Cause they're just like, man, I was hitting rats for nonstop, yeah. and, I <laughs> and it's like, right. just give them more crack and just, just there should just be like these facilities or these areas, these crack areas, crack zones. Yeah, and it's just like you just go in there. There's plenty of crack. You don't have to kill for it, mm. and you just crack yourself to death. <laughs> wow, yeah, just cracking up, cracking but up. There, um, yeah. Uh, God, what was I going to say? Ah, uh, oh, fuck, it left me. But oh, and um, then Len Bias, that poor guy. Fuck. Yeah, but dude, if I got drafted by the Celtics, I'd hit, <laughs> I would hit the pipe that night too. No, I know I, that's weird. I see. I thought so he I was on. I thought he was on the Celtics for like a week and then died. But God, he got drafted and was just like, and he got drafted in like the prime, like the Larry Bird years. Like they would have been like the best team ever. With dude, him. he literally went to that party and was like, "Who's got the rocks?" For, oh, for sure. Like hat backwards, yeah. <laughs> you know, tie around his head. Yeah. God, yeah. Uh, and then the and then that little trick that uh, George H. W. Bush played. Where right. they basically it was like a sting up. I mean, they basically set up to, buy, to, to for crack to be sold in front of the White House so they could confiscate it, and he could use it in his speech to be like, "Look at how accessible this was. Yeah. This is crack that was found just across the street from the White House." It's like, dude, what yeah. a dirty, little, what a dirty move they they pulled. Yeah, and they used it as is this um, stuff all in the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we uh, we have a habit of just telling everything that happened in movies but i'm like should i even watch this now <laughs> you should you should because one of my favorite favorite Sorry. favorite one of my favorite 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 things is i could watch it for hours is surveillance footage of drug buys yeah oh, it's good i don't know what it is there's like it's just so cool like the style of it and like mm. usually you can get some like cool like fashion ideas <laughs> from like the, the way people are just and by and crack has the the best soundtrack because it's like as soon as it's like it like descends on like Manhattan. You always get like a good like public enemy jam. Yeah, like something like, like a phenomena. Yeah, <laughs> white. <lines>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's no, okay. it's the, the those surveillance videos are right up there with the surveillance videos of the mafia on like Mulberry yeah. Street. I could watch them for days. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's so good. And like all, I yeah, find a cab. All cops are bastards, except when they're wearing the windbreakers doing those raids. Yep. Then they're kind of they're kind of that point. style is so fresh. The, <laughs> the like the, the the windbreakers and the jeans mm-hmm. when they like all go in like yep, with their badge around their yeah. neck and like a hat. And the, the cut of those jeans are usually like it's, it's like real a good, good. It's a good cut. Yeah, yeah, it's real good. I like seeing the chick agents. Like yeah. they, they have like the long ponytail, mm-hmm. like a puffy ponytail coming in the back. It's yeah. great. I just want to join the police department. They're like, well, where do you see you're going? I'm like, whatever department has the the the, the, the windbreakers. God, you know, I would love to start dating a female cop. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I guess depending upon like, I mean, as long as it's not like Mary, Mary Antoinette Frank from <laughs> Antoinette Frank in the New Orleans Police Department. Have you ever known anybody that was dating a cop? Like a female cop? I, I knew somebody who was married to a cop. I think I had a cousin who was married to a cop. I would love that. If I was just on like on Hinge and just like this girl's like, oh, I'm a cop. I'd be like, oh. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be awesome. I'd, just be, I'd be really interested. Yeah, it's, it's kind of tough because I feel like so many of our best stories are about like, when we're committing lewd acts and what are essentially crimes and don't like have a cop <laughs> around, even like a family event is just like, Hey, is this person going to arrest us? <laughs> yeah, no, it could be, it could get problematic. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like, hey, we're doing, can... we were doing ketamine last night. <laughs> yeah. But I think most cops, when they're off duty, you know, it's not like Kevin Costner and the Untouchables. Like, mm, he, yeah, right. he, I think most of the, I mean, most of them, I think, get down. And, and a lot of them, I'm sure, like, will, will like, hit a rocks that they confiscate. And, from I the, mean, they booze. Yeah. Like, nobody's business. Yeah. As we saw in the Ramirez. Did you see the Ramirez, Doc? Elijah? No, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, dude, that's another, that's another good did you one. See a, did you watch American Murder? Oh fuck! I know I got to see that. It's real. It's it's. I mean, it's fine. It's it's. I knew that story already. That that scumbag in Colorado who uh, killed his wife and his two daughters. But God, you know, I was watching it. So he's kind of like a Scott Peterson. Like he, I I'm still on the fence of Scott Peterson did it because there's right. been new evidence that came out oh, I mean, that maybe yeah. he didn't. This guy did it. I mean, he confessed to it. But also, like, it's it's mainly when. So he basically was just sick of his like wife and and his daughters. Like she was just being really annoying, and like he met another girl, and I guess he had never heard of divorce, right? Because <laughs> like literally, it's like, dude, you can just divorce them. You don't need to murder them because when I they're, know. it's really dark at the end. But anyway, but so when people ask, how could anybody do that? I'm kind of like, well, have you ever been really angry? Yeah, and. You, you feel like you actually say, like, I was so upset, I, I wanted to, like, kill somebody. But you wouldn't do it because you're not a psychopath. Right. But that's what but I you say. you th- think about it. But you think about it. You, so, like, so anyway, so Molly, I'm trying to, like, get her to, like, get over her leg. But she had, she had uh, diarrhea a few nights ago. So she woke me up at 5 in the morning, and I was just like, fucking A. But By the way, like, this is Phil's dog for everyone, not his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> it should be amazing. So, I, so I, she had to get up at 5 in the morning to go to the bathroom, and I was just like, fuck, because I was tired. So I got up, took her out. She, she, unfortunately, she was sick. I just I gave her too many treats before she went to bed. Came back. I went back to bed. She woke me up like an hour later, and I was like, fucking A. Like, mm-hmm. took her out again. And I was mad because I'm trying to get her leg to heal, and I don't want her to be walking around so much. So went back to bed. She woke me up again at like 8.30 to have to go out again crying. I was like, if I was a psychopath, I would just kill my dog right. and go back to sleep. Yeah. So what, that's always the thing when people are like, how could anybody do that? I'm like, dude, are you serious? Yeah. Think about when you were really, really upset. Because I was really upset. But that's what differentiates me from a psychopath and a normal. Like, yeah. I'm, an, I'm not a psychopath. Yeah, but it falls into crime of passion. Well, that's like, yeah. you know, That's why um, Scott Peterson, he was wrong. Well, if he did it. If he did it, we if don't. He did it's it. not, wait, wait, so, wait, so what's this new evidence with Scott Peterson? Uh, there were uh, a ton of people in the neighborhood saw, um, like really ran, like there were like break-ins in the neighborhood, and there yeah. were like sketchy people in the. Dude, neighborhood. could have been the Golden State. Oh, wow, yeah, could have been. Yeah, there were just people. There were eyewitnesses. Or the Zodiac. There were also eyewitnesses <laughs> that saw her walking when apparently Scott Peterson was fishing. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Yeah, there were there were just a ton of neighborhood eyewitnesses. They were like, I don't know, man. When you're saying the time she died, like I saw her walking her dog at that time, so I don't know what right. you're talking about. But it's just mainly that, like, how could anybody do that? I'm like, I don't know. Think back to the last time you were fucking really like severely angry. Yeah. If you're a psychopath, you're gonna do that. Yeah. That's what psychopaths do. It just kind of made me think, like, when I was really upset the other day, having to take her out a bunch, I was like, man. I'm glad that I'm a normal person. Right. That you're I'm like, not you're, a, you are lucky that I'm not a psychopath. No, because a lot of people would just kill their pets so they don't have to deal with it anymore. No, it's, it's so a, dark. It's like, uh, oh my God, you guys, I wrote a song. About, Hashtag wonder um, why I'm single. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wrote a song about um, Richard Ramirez that actually kind of asked those questions. Mm. And it's, um, it's uh, Mr. Ramirez. <laughs> 
Why did you do it? <laughs> Why did you kill them all? Why did you hurt all those people? Was it your daddy? Was it your daddy? Or was it society? Society, what went wrong? Why did you kill all those people? Mr. Ramirez, Mr. Ramirez. And because we never got those answers. But no, yeah, it's true. See, I think, see, I don't know if his thing was so much in the moment, crime of passion. I think he's just an evil, evil person who had nothing going in his life. Yeah, except that ACDC had. (laughs) And he was just like, I think it's one of those I'm going to start killing people. Right. I don't, I, I don't know if maybe it was something, maybe somebody wronged him, but I think he was just, he was like the devil. Right. Like, well, he I'm going to murder people. It, and yeah, he, he went into his dad, which actually the, the tiger, by the way, my Camp Good Boy Sweetheart of the Week, Earl Woods. He's, he's the man. <laughs> kind of the man. No, I mean, look, he... What he did was dark, but I mean, look at what he did. I mean, God, like, yeah. you created an icon, but yeah. the problem is you also created like a machine. You didn't create like a human being. Right. It's really sad, but I mean, it's also like, fuck. But talk about he, speaking it into existence. His prophecy of his son, when you look at the whole picture of Tiger Woods and the whole hero's journey, where he came out, you know, because he had the philandering and then he had the oxy moments, mm-hmm. but then his act three. His, like, what he brings back to the village mm-hmm. is, like, really what his dad had said was that he was going to be this, like, iconic person. And we don't know where – I think we're going to be in the, the act three of Tiger now for good. Like, I don't think he's ever going to go back to – I mean, he actually created, like, a god figure on, oh, yeah. uh, on Earth with for Tiger sure. Woods. No, yeah, yeah, like and, whenever whenever Steely Dan came back and won all the Grammys back in, like – Yes! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's true. I mean, he, and you look at now, like he's, when he's joking around with that one dude when they're putting, now, like that, that happened like a few years ago. He's, a, yeah. he's like an actual human being now who's also really good at golf. Dude, it's like when, it's like when Indy brings the magic rock in Temple of Doom back to mm-hmm. the village. It's yeah. like he brought pieces restored. I mean, if you look at Tiger, it's a true hero's journey. It, yeah. In the, every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. And, like, his dad is kind of like the Darth Vader a little bit. And, like, but he, like, is the one who created him and made him yep. into what he was and created it's all It's a great documentary. Things. It's really, really good. Yeah, and, I mean, him, him, it's weird. Everybody was always like, he's done. I was like, he's only 35. Like, I mean, he's 40 now. But back when he was, I think, like, 35, people were like, he's never going to win again. I'm like, no, he will. He just needs to get healthy because literally his knees were, like, it's- broken. Mm-hmm. Like you to say that somebody like him would like disappear or anything is like a ridiculous statement. If even if you think of like the thing about like Michael Jordan, that dude was done playing sports. Just like he's more famous now than he's ever been. Right. Yeah. Like you're just. I. I don't know. I. I never bought the whole like Tiger will never win again. I'm like he's still Tiger Woods. Like he's had like five back surgeries, two mm-hmm. three knee surgeries. Like give him a sec. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then sure enough, he won the <laughs> Masters last year. It's like. No, man, you, you're always in it if you're still, like, if you're still young. If he was, like, 60, yeah. I'd be like, all right, maybe, but he's still a young guy. Oh, by the way, I didn't realize you could, like, join the, like, the Marine Special Forces as, like, a hobby. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, that was so weird. Like, he joined, he basically, like, the, the, the SEALs or the Green Berets, like, let him join mm. their training. Like, now that, what I would like to have seen if, like, he just gave up golf and he was, like, on the, the, the SEAL team that, like, went and got Bin Laden. <laughs> That'd be so good. Like, he, he, and it's, like, you find out, like, years later. 
later, it's like, yo, we were we were under like all these oaths and like sworn to secrecy. But Tiger Woods was on the yeah. team. That he got, fired the shot. He fired the shot. <laughs> was, because his yeah, like, because his fucking aim is better than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, the right. fucking thing. Talk about he a killed, hole like you don't realize that the the headshot to Bin Laden was actually a golf ball. He, <laughs> he got him with a fucking. That would have been yeah, so right. sick if like they got Bin Laden like a couple shots. They're like, all right, to uh, Tiger, give him the coup de grace, and like he just comes in with his fucking like three wood. <laughs> No, well, they yeah. his head off. He's got this shot that's called like a, a stinger. It's like a low shot he hits with his three wood. It's like, oh, I gave him the stinger. Yeah. <laughs> or he just tees up Bin Laden's head like a golf ball. And Bin Laden's like, kill me, kill me, kill me. <laughs> and he's just like, like tees up and does like a couple practice rounds. And then it's just like, <laughs> right. No, that'd be great. They just find a golf tee at the, <laughs> at the seat of the crime. No, like that documentary. See, my the way I am is I'm more like Phil Mickelson. Uh-huh. Like Phil Mickelson is probably more naturally like he was more i think maybe born with the more naturally gifted than tiger woods but phil mickelson wasn't created right. phil mickelson was just like a rich arizona kid who just like loved golf yeah and they're like oh I, I love this i'm like really good at it went to college probably had like a coach but he's like i want to go play in a tournament and do well if i win great if i don't awesome i just want to go play golf and then go get some beards with my buddies right tiger's like I want to go win the tournament and then go fucking think about my swing all night and every day and get better and better and better. And he's also like, I want to go win 18 tournaments, get better and better and better, and also fucking fuck 20 hookers around the <laughs> yeah. world that I'm on I love you basis with <laughs> and get like too. you can go have your beers but I'm like kind of feeling this oxy zan ambient combo <laughs> right right and then I'll catch you on the next one <laughs> totally enjoy your beers and then I think now they're buddies yeah. you know they like kind of came together but uh yeah. That documentary was great, but also, mm-hmm. but uh, American Murder is really good. It's really, really unsettling. Yeah. Um, but it made me, re- it made me thankful. That's like, oh, I'm not a psycho. Right. Good. Got it. Great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, we've been talking about a lot of shortcuts to the divine crack. Yeah. Ayahuasca. Here's one that is cheaper. Yeah. And more effective. Yeah. And, and doesn't actually, take you to a Jim Carrey movie. No, and I actually find compliments meditation really well. Pachamama CBD. And in fact, I was watching this do- another documentary. I've been <laughs> on a lot of documentaries called The Wisdom Keepers. Hmm. It's about all these Peruvian um, guys who live up in the Andes, like up in the mountains. And they are basically spend all their days just like vibing with llamas and like uh, ringing bells to heaven. And they talk, they say Pachamama a ton. Oh, yeah. They like say it all the time. So they must be, it's like they just like they do a bunch of Pachamama CBD. <laughs> the whole thing is basically like an ad for Pachamama CBD. <laughs> yeah, really. But if you want that, like, if you want that, like, vibing with llamas in the Andes vibe, like, this is, you talk about shortcut. And Pachamama. you don't want to go to the Andes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. and you, yeah, it's Pachamama CBD is your shit. Yeah, all you got to do is just open up your computer <laughs> and, go, and pa- go to enjoypachamama.com. Yeah. Because it's multi award winning and an organically grown. It's triple lab tested, clean label certified. Mm-hmm. There's no leads, there's no metals, there's no, there's no pesticides. There's no ayahuasca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no crack. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, single origin. They only use one farm and one family of plants from Colorado. Colorado kind of has that Andes vibe. Yeah. The, the Rocky Mountains. Big time. Uh, so, yeah, so you don't have to go all the way down there. You just go to your computer, go to enjoypachamama.com. That's enjoy, P-A-C-H-A-M-A-M-A.com, and use Camp 15. Camp 15. Set up your camp. Yeah, 15% <laughs> off. Um, it adds yeah, up. Yep, it does add up. So that's, yeah. what, that's what you got. You don't need to go do an ayahuasca. Just get that. To get that tincture, get that body cream. Yeah. You'll be good. Dude, you're going to be great. (laughs) All right, back to the show.
<laughs> what do you, uh, Elijah? Like, just you, to repeat, yeah. I'm not a psycho. For, for any of like the ladies out there, like, <laughs> I promise I'm not a psycho. Hey, ladies, <laughs> what about you, Elijah? You ever have that like I would actually kill this person if it was legal moment? Uh, no, I don't think I go that far, but um, but not like I get it. You know, you feel heated in those moments and everything where like you could like punch a hole in the wall, but I never really think about like punching a hole in somebody's face. For the <laughs> right. part. Yeah. What about when someone like drops in on you when you're you're on like a sick wave? You know what? Like honestly, like now at this point, I'm, I'm just I feel like I'm, I try not to let that get the best of me. Like, mm. but you're like. But sometimes, you know, like I, but never to the point where I'm like, I'm going to wait for this person to get out of the water and I'm going to murder them. Yeah. Well, that's good because some surfers fucking will fight you. And it's like, yo, dude. Yeah. I mean, this morning it was like, I, I was out in the lineup around like seven in the morning or so. And it was like the attitude out there, the atmosphere was like surly. And oh, it was fuck. just like dudes like screaming at each other. There was like two guys that like started like jawing at each other. And then this dude, Ari, who we, like, who's kind of like the mayor of Breakwater, he paddled over and didn't realize that they were fighting with each other. And he's friends with them both. He's like, hey, do you guys know each other? And they were like, straight on, like, fuck you, no fuck you. They're on the, at that point of their argument. Oh, dude. And then so this guy, like, awkwardly comes up. And then they have to, like, make pleasantries with each other because they're both friends with this guy. And that I feel like that happens all the time out there. Uh. But, like, but never, like, I mean, it's, it's very rare that people get to the point that they're like, I'm going to the shore and I'm waiting for you to come out. Um, I did see this happened about two months ago. I was out in the water and um, this dude got kind of in, like he's kind of scrapped a little bit with this other dude who was younger. And it turned out he was under 18 and he went into shore. The young guy went into shore after like the other guy slapped him, got the police there. And the police were literally waiting to arrest the guy when he came out of the water. Oh, wow. You know, I got to It's not like the old days of surfing anymore. That is what turned me off of... I mean, I still love surfing. I, I don't do it as much just because I don't live down there. But that is kind of what turned me off about it is the, like, the territorial... Like, And I get the don't drop again. I get it. But, but like mm-hmm. the temper's flaring out there. I'm like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just, it, it, it'll, it'll happen when there's like you and one other person out there sometimes. Like there's just like... There's some, there's some bad apples, especially here in Venice. There's a couple people who I, I truly... You know, when you were talking about just, like, do you ever get that angry? It's like, there's a couple people that do come to mind from the water. But, like, you know, for the most part now, I feel like I know who those people are. And I just do my best to stay away from them. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's not even, like, I'm not afraid of them. I don't, I don't give a shit what they have to say. But, I like, I hate the sounds of their voices so much because I've heard it for so many years from these same people. That I'm just like, I don't even want to hear you. I'm going to go away. Yeah. If, do you ever see that woman surfing out there in the American flag swimsuit? No. She's a little like she's a little on the heavier side and um she goes out there literally she goes out there because clearly nobody in her personal life like listens to her. <laughs> and yeah, um right, right. and like I didn't even drop in on her. She was like at the end of her wave and I just didn't like like duck under the wave to like go start paddling out. I just, Mm. I thought she was done Mm -hmm. and she starts hooting and hollering and I like paddle out and then she keeps yelling at me, I guess trying to get like other people to like get in on. And I just literally, she even like got up to me and I literally just ignored her like what probably everybody else in her life was doing. And I've never, that was even worse than the, like this woman I thought was going to like lose her, lose her fucking mind. And I was just like that my, saw my wave, come in i was just like shut up you old bitch and i got in the wave <laughs> and got on it and just like surfed back to shore. I was, that's, like, that's the best thing that you could do if anybody 
face John at you. It's just like, hey, just catch a wave. And like, just like that will tell them to shut the fuck up more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I guess it's because that's like your, I mean, surfing is a very like Zen relaxing thing. So that's mm-hmm. like your time of like peace. And it's such a great like, feeling riding the wave you, and sitting out there. So when someone interferes with that, I can understand how you could get angry, but it's like, yeah, there, there's more waves to talk about. Other, I mean, I mean, it, it gets to the point now where it's just like when that shit starts happening, it's like I'll either paddle down, and if I've already been out of the water for a little bit, and like that, that kind of that atmosphere, like this, this like angry atmosphere is going on out there. It's just like I'll just get out. I'd rather just not even be surfing than like deal with that shit at this point. Right. It's like yo, uh, the ocean's not going yeah, anywhere. This isn't the seven year storm, Bodie. <laughs> also, like. You know those things, those things that come in called waves. They come in every day, hour, second, minute. Like, yeah, they, I think. Well, Duke, Duke <laughs> Hanamoku, Christ, Duke Hanamoku said um, in that whole thing about like wave, people fighting for waves. It's like be patient, waves come. Yeah, all day, every day, literally yeah. all day, every day, twenty four seven. they're always coming. Like you're gonna be it's fine. The, you know, the difficulty with surfing is that, like, I think that a lot of people. There's just a lot of stupid people who surf. I don't know how else to put it. There's a lot of real idiots out there and everything. Yeah, it's like it's, the, it's, the, it's half of surfing is just being up with the dipshits in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I just kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I just kind of got like I just got burned out a little bit on it. But I, I do I, love I it. Get burned right? out on it. Like, sure. I mean, I, like it, surfing is like my jam. But it's just like I get to the point where it's just like, no, nah, I'm not going to deal with that. Yeah. Well, like yeah. One time, um, this British guy was like. Mate, you, you, when you when you when you deep when you come off, you gotta hold your board. Your board hit me in the foot. I was like, "Yeah, dude, it's surfing. Like, it's fucking. It's a little like dangerous, dude. Like, sometimes you're gonna catch a fucking board to the ankle. Like, what, I don't know what you want me to do about it. Yeah, that's like you're fighting in this little area. Yeah, all for one. It's just like, dude. Just, What's always funny is like people people will like start arguing with other people that I saw today it happened a couple times, and they'll be like, "Hey, asshole, your board almost hit me." And it's like, but it didn't hit you. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, your board almost hit me. <laughs> like, it's uh, like, it didn't happen. It's no, like saying totally. like we almost got into a car accident. What's, it's like, but we didn't. Yeah, it's like, well, I almost punched you if you keep talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, I hate that. I know. Like, what, what might have been if, like, yeah, but it's like, but it didn't. Yeah, no, I know, totally. Yeah. It's, it's so stupid. That's like with, like, drive. So, when I see people like almost get hit and then they like speed after the car, I'm like, yeah, but you didn't. And I get it. Like car, ra- car crashes happen and you die, but like, but he didn't hit you. Like, right. ta- like, like breathe, take some breaths and go run, go turn right where you were headed. But no, I see them speeding after the person. Like, God, you guys yeah. got to meditate. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like people are just too fucking angry. Oh, you know what? I was actually thinking also the crack documentary is, um, when like you have like you're like great parents and like you give your kids everything like every opportunity and you're like loving and like all these things and like but like all your kid wants to do is catch a needle mm. it's like it, i find it like kind of hilarious it's just like or like when the parents and like they're like it's like the 16th birthday and like he gets the car but then like the kid disappears like sells the car for drugs. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's yeah. like kind of like that Topher Grace traffic vibe. He's so good in are that you, movie. Are you guys familiar with Chet Hanks? Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yep. he's like caught I said, a lot what of What you're describing is Chet Hanks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, he's definitely not Colin. Yeah, <laughs> he is. absolutely not. He's he's far from calling. Well, what, when he's caught a lot of flack recently for doing like a uh, like a bombaclat, man. That's his thing. thing. Yeah, he's been, he's been doing that because he's like I, I don't know if he's like a you know this themed Jamaican style like 
rapper or what his deal is. Like, I mean, I, I, I think he was in a couple episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm at, at one point, but I have no clue, like, kind of what his deal is. Yeah, he's just, I think, no, that's the thing. It's like, it is like the same, it's like the same version of like, yeah, your dad's Tom Hanks, your mom's uh, Rita Wilson. And, uh, and like, they have like every opportunity, but like, you just want to be like an unwoke, like white Jamaican <laughs> rapper. You know what Chet, ha- you know what Chet Hanks is? He's Tom Hanks' other son. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he is. I'd rather be Chet Hanks than Colin Hanks, though. I would, too. I mean, Colin Hanks is just like a penis. But Colin Hanks is like that's that's definitely Tom Hanks. I'd, I'd rather be Chet Hanks than Tom Hanks. <laughs> I would too, for sure. He's way cooler. Hundred <laughs> Oh man, did you watch Tom Hanks on that inauguration special? No, I couldn't. I had to oh turn it God, off. It dude, was so cringe. It was cringe. It was well, liberal liberal inauguration celebrations are always pretty cringe, but uh. Because the Republican celebrations are always really kind of trashy, and the liberal ones are always cringe. But like, it's like, yo, get get, get this guy a coat. Yeah, He's freezing his ass off out there. Like, <laughs> yeah. what is this? He, did we already put him through enough on Castaway? Like, get the guy a jacket. Yeah, Jesus Christ, he was he was he was dying out there. He needed some adrenochrome. Yeah, well, that, no, that's why they're all happy because their their pedophile cult is now in power again. <laughs> yeah. That's why he was hosting it. Yeah. Yeah, he he was basically like the whole coronavirus thing. I think was invented to protect him, <laughs> to right. to divert him from all the information that was about to come oh, out yeah. to him from uh, from QAnon. Mm-hmm. He looked creepy too. Yeah, he's just a creepy dude. dude the older just, he gets, yeah, and they're all just they're yeah. just they're all just like chrome addicts. And then what's this new movie he's in where he plays like a cowboy? I, Hanks isn't a cowboy. Uh, Chet <laughs> Hanks, though. Chet Hanks can do yeah. it. I, he should have like a, a prank show, or he should just go down to Jamaica and try that uh, accent out. Like it's like the it's like a reality show. Chet Hanks lives with Rastas, and he go he goes down and just lives with a bunch of Rastafarians, and That's it's like. Great. Yeah, you just you, you basically like take there's like Vegas odds and how long it'll take for him to get murdered. <laughs> or or does he win or does he win them over? He probably wins them over. He yeah. seems I mean he seems like a I'm sure they're just like, oh this man. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you, he seems kinda cool. Yeah. No, I mean, I always get a chuckle with the He's kind the, of like a Mac Miller. Yeah. He's Mac Miller-ish. Uh, Colin Hanks is like the dude in the fraternity that's like, guys, I get it, but this is not a good idea. We yeah, can't do right, this. Yeah. We have to have safety things in, in, in place for our parties. God, he so is. And he yeah. really has that. And everybody Hanks. needs to feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's a, why do we have to haze? Yeah. Do I totally... just don't get it. I think we can like form brotherhood like through like sharing ideas like in a circle. But did, did Tom Hanks... <laughs> Meanwhile, Chet's just got like a fire poker <laughs> up a kid's asshole. <laughs> like, boom, but man, fire, more fire. <laughs> Wait, did, uh, There's just like uh, Capleton's just blasting. <laughs> Baby, don't cry no did, more. <laughs> Wait, did Tom Hanks? You look good in our clothes, good in our minds. Ooh, when I did, oh God, I don't die. That's so what it is. Uh, wait, did, did did Tom Hanks have Chet with Rita Wilson, or is he is he adopted or he I mean, seems, he, seems he seems okay. pretty adopted. <laughs> wait, I mean, let's see. He doesn't look like any of them. Really. I mean. Colin Hanks, like, yeah, like we were saying, I mean, he is definitely Tom Hanks' sonny. Oh, I guess I, I don't see it at all. It's really weird. I don't see it at all. So no. Colin Hanks is not from Rita Wilson. Oh, I, uh, thought, I thought he was. No. Uh, so it's Tom Hanks' uh, first wife, I think. 
Oh, okay. Wait, who's his first wife? Wait, wait, let's see. Uh, oh, Samantha Luz. Huh. Interesting. Is she hot? Is she... Okay, so that's Rita Wilson. So Chet is Rita's son. So Colin Hanks is this woman's son. Okay, I see that. Because, yeah, that was before he got, like, famous enough to, like, start, like... This was like like Bachelor Party Hanks. Right, right. Um, and then, it looks like the it looks like she might have been like on his dick from Bosom Buddies fame. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> actually, I kind of see Rita Wilson a little bit. Actually, you know what? I I do see it a little bit, a little right. bit in Chet. Okay, got but it. I see him. He's Chet looks like he's like Vin Diesel's son. <laughs> yeah, uh, he. Dude, Chet <laughs> is fucking teased. He's great. Look at that. Look at that. That Motley Crue T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. He's now he, he's a camp good boy sweetheart for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get him on the show. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I want to Chet, will you just do a Rastafari accent the Okay, like there, time? there he is with, there he is with Tom. There oh, he is okay. Father Son. Yeah. No, yeah, he is definitely. Oh, um, I, you know, like, I was reading an interview with him about Chet, and it was basically just like, yeah, you know, he's my son, and I love him. <laughs> yeah, they, it's like Biden talking about Hunter. <laughs> it's like, but, but, but Colin is like his bub. <laughs> Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah for sure. God. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no wonder Hunter, because didn't Hunter Biden, wasn't he sleeping with Bo Biden's wife uh, after Bo Biden? I think he was. Yeah. Hunter is a camp good boy sweetheart. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. He really is. Um, oh, man. God, I, I thought I had something about, um, I thought there was another documentary out there. Right, something else about the crap dude. I mean, one. we live in the golden age of documentaries. It's great. There's, yeah, there's really a new is, one. I literally, I wrote down six different documentaries that you guys mentioned. Yeah, yeah, the crack one, uh, American Murder. God, I thought, oh, I've been watching those, the, the Chef's Table, but the one about barbecue, yeah, is so good. It's just like relaxing, right? It's just a relaxing thing to watch. Yeah. The, did you guys watch the? Uh, did you watch the Heaven's Gate? Oh, documentary. oh, oh, God, yes. I got to watch that. I, I started the other night, but I just wasn't like in the mood for a cult thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's thick. And so, that dude, I was like, this dude's creeping me out. I'm going to watch. I watched, I watched Wild creepy. T is very t- creepy. Yeah, I and couldn't t- get into it. <laughs> this is the thing about Heaven's Gate, though, is like everyone is stoked on that cult that's in it. Because sure. even the people that were and like there's that one guy. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, and T was the greatest. He was man like Robert Kennedy I Jr. Ever met. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's like they, but it's like then they like it was like when when T was goes that one guy. He's like my vehicle is sexually attracted to your vehicle, so we all have to castrate ourselves. So like let's just take sex out of the whole thing. But everybody was stoked on that cult, and so yeah. it was like. And they would ask, they were like, would you have killed yourself if you were still in the cult? And he was like, I probably might have. Oh, God. And it's like, but the thing is, is uh, so the, 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 the video version, the, the HBO documentary is one thing. The podcast is just, I, I listened to it on a road oh, trip. Right. And I was like, it was like I was driving through San Bernardino and like the sky was like orange brown. Mm. And it was like the guy talking about how they lost their daughter to Heaven's Gate. And I was just like, I turned off. I was like, this is just a vibe I never need to like have again. <laughs> yeah. That's why that's how I felt when I was watching the other night because it was late and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna watch that Goldie Hawn movie Wildcats. Yeah. Well, it's not a sexy cult. It's not like yeah, it's right. not like um the uh 
B- not uh, Boog. Uh, that Boog None of them. I mean, that's it's like, not like not, not like any of them. Yeah. Wait, not like Waco, not like a far, wild, wild country, not yeah. like uh, any of them. This it was strictly just like like aliens and yeah, just like kids. And, and castration. You know, like, the one thing I was thinking about, like the Heaven's Gate one, uh, like yesterday, and the one thing about these people, it's like, you're right, they, they almost like look like they're drunk the entire time. They're mm-hmm. like so drunk on the Kool-Aid. And... To these people's credit, you know, that, that that killed themselves expecting to go into the spaceship. It's like, well, they don't know that they didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good point. Yeah, very and good like, point. In the long run, it's like, well, they, they did everything according to plan, and they're dead now, but they never, but according to that, you know, for everything that they lived, they did exactly what they were supposed to to achieve, like, this grand vision, you know? Yeah, you know, it's almost like, can you manifest what you want your heaven to be? You can. Yeah. That's actually a belief. That's actually like a known thing that, right. it, and if you have it in your mind, like, so say you are like a, a radical Islamic, uh, a, a right. radical yeah. Islam, and you believe that when you get to heaven, you're going to have like 20 virgins, or if you, if you believe you're going to go to hell, sometimes you're like, your your brain will create that for mm. yourself, and in that first level of heaven, you have to like sort of deal with that. And then they're like, "All right, it wasn't that, <laughs> you, but we knew that was like part of it for you, mm-hmm. so we like just let you do that." Yep. They um, they walk to that first level like in the gin and juice video where Dr. Dre's got the row of condoms. Yeah. And Snoop Dogg takes them and just goes into the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like what it is. Yeah. Totally. But one thing I've heard and it, it it goes back to that idea that orgasm is the vibration of heaven is that you don't bone in heaven because the way that you're connecting with other souls is that orgasmic connection. It's mm. like being on Molly. You don't even yeah. need to. Yeah. You don't even need to get your 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 uh, your horn involved. You're just like you're getting that like oh this is so fucking awesome. So yeah, maybe in Heaven's Gate when they were dying because they mm-hmm. literally how long were they together? Like 15, 20 years. Yeah. You, yeah, you've been spending all that time talking about this and 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 manifesting it and like thinking about it mm-hmm. that when they died, the DMT release might have just been like yeah. exactly what they wanted. Totally, to see. spaceship comes down, their does up there waiting for them. Yeah, yeah. The, the, but then you still are you still are just fucking toes up in San Diego <laughs> on a, on a bunk bed. Yeah, like and you had a lot more you probably could have given to life, or maybe not. With maybe like you were Nike uh, <laughs> eight forty eights or whatever. So the... it's it's just kind of like it's like well fuck I mean. Yeah, you guys were all seemed like relatively still pretty young. Yeah, Uh, but but the Heaven's Gate uh, uh, drip was pretty fresh. It was like these like (laughs) it was these like uh, Run DMC track suits (laughs) and like these like Nike Air kicks. It was like, and they're just none of them have testicles. (laughs) (laughs) It was no, it was only seven of them I think that actually went through with it. Mm God. Still a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to go back to that, like uh, that Jim Carrey ayahuasca. <laughs> no, like, wouldn't it be great if you did ayahuasca and you're just like, it's just like, man, I did ayahuasca and I watched Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's actually this drug fucking rules. Yeah, I'm just, dude, all that. I'm just like, uh, like abusing alcohol and not developing meaningful relationships remains my drug of choice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> perfect i just don't need all the fucking all the other stuff no i i don't either i don't yeah. i've said many times like going on a hike and taking a ton of mushrooms like the hike this is already beautiful mm-hmm. i mean i'm already pretty enamored with what like this herb world is yeah i don't i don't need to see the tree dance right 
I'm good. I just don't need it to like. I mean, you have enough of those experiences. Like, hey, I just don't need to be so goddamn emotional. Like, hey, just that rough. too. Yeah. And like uh, Elijah, I'm sure you've kind of reached this through surfing and sort of like that because I've seen you out in the lineup sometimes when you're having like a killer set. Like I've seen you like raise your arms like as the sun's setting and just really having mm. like a blissful moment. Yeah. And it's like what. I think a lot of these drugs uh, are a shortcut to what you can actually get through meditation and through like mm. something like surfing. And actually one of the guys who comes back to work after the ayahuasca retreat, the guy's like, interesting. He's like, do, do you think it might just be though, like a shortcut to what you could get through like meditation and shorting these things out? And the guy's just like, uh, yeah, thanks dude for fucking like, <laughs> I thought I was having this like bitching experience yeah, totally. down at the yurt in Peru. Like, <laughs> throwing up with everybody and like that's yeah that it sounds like an awful and anybody that's ever explained it to me the experience just sounds awful yeah. versus when you take some mushrooms you're just you're, i mean if you go too far it can be it can be it can suck but i've never like been i spent all night throwing up if i've ever had a right. weird a weird trip and it's, it's, like, no, it's, it's definitely not the environment to have one year like i might want to kill somebody <laughs> oh fuck no <laughs> yeah no not at all but no, it's like uh, it's never appealed to me. And yeah, some of the people that I've known that come back from it, I'm like, you're like, you're, you're. First of all, I never found you to be creepy. Maybe I didn't know your personal life, or maybe you had shit that you were figuring out. But now this new you is way turning me off. Yeah, you're like bottle of water guy at a party. Yeah, <laughs> you're like you're really like rigid and stiff. But and maybe this world does, doesn't mesh with you anymore, and you need to go find a new one. But like. Anybody that I've seen that's come back that's different, I, I've been creeped out by their new vibe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's always prevented me from, like, going too far with any of these things anyways. Just like, hey, I don't want to become a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, if you're, if you're, like, spiritually, like, awakened and you're more at peace, that's great. But I guess maybe, maybe, maybe you just shouldn't be at this party anymore. Maybe this isn't your world anymore. You should go somewhere else. Yeah. Because none of us did ayahuasca. Right. <laughs> We should do ayahuasca and crack on the next podcast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's got to be people that just like crack ayahuasca after after they ta- after they take the after you drink the tea, then you just immediately like hit, hit a, a pipe. pipe. <laughs> yeah, totally. Dude, that would be I because and, and by the way, when you watch the ayahuasca docs, I mean, there's like 20 of them. And I've just been having such a good time watching them because people are just absurd talking about it. And it's always in that like night vision and like found footage, like horror movies and stuff, or like it's that green, like or on those like um, Bin Laden raids and stuff, mm. because it's at night when they're doing the ayahuasca, uh-huh. so they have the the night vision on them. And it would be fun if like one of the Peruvian guys is like, and then this one we're going to put some rocks in. Yeah, yeah. For and sure. it's like, and just like at night you just see this one motherfucker. It's like, oh my god, I understand God. It's like, and just like fucking kill somebody for their badge. Like, well, it's like the. Uh, it's like the what is it the shotgun and beer fest where that you like uh, you beer bong uh, a beer and then you hit a bong or something like that. So it's just like yeah, you you shoot, you take the, the ayahuasca, then you like take a bong or then you yeah. chug a beer and then you blow this. Well, I don't know. Like, well, it's like yeah, you take the ayahuasca, then hit the crack pipe, then bang an oxy. <laughs> yeah, and then and then and then chug a beer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just. And they have like know. three like like um, Vegas escorts that just come and like make. I mean, I, there's so many. Great, I mean, look, crazy if people that have do. done ayahuasca, if it's had a profound effect on you, that's great. It's and no, like, if that's what, if that's what got you through, great. It's just you know, it's I I just I don't do drugs to find my way out of something. I use meditation or I <clears> I, <throat> I I handle the situation like like head on. Like, how can I do this without 
drugs? Mm-hmm. How can I use this through like a life, more of a life, like taking a life lesson or like if I fucked something up, like learning from that and being like, okay, I'm not going to do that again. I don't need to go to the jungles and throw up everywhere. No. Like I, I feel like, I feel like if you look at the cultures, you know, throughout time that did ceremonies and stuff like this, like these spiritual kind of drug ceremonies, none of those cultures really exist anymore. And maybe it's for a reason. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's why like the, the Mayans are a lost, uh, it's like a lost uh, uh, peoples. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. They just did too much ayahuasca and lost their minds. Yeah. But no, it is that thing where the person comes back and it's like, it just changed my whole like perspective on reality. It's like, well, how? It's like, I, I, I can't like explain it. It's like, cause you're kind of sounding like a bigger douchebag than what I knew before. Yeah. That's the thing that, yeah. yeah it's so I don't know what like douche ayahuasca. <laughs> I never thought you were a douche. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. The the one person, and again, I, it, it's it, I, it'd be great if he found like peace. But like, yeah, it's like, man, I don't. You're kind of a bigger jackass now, yeah. Because you think you're better than me because I'm not as enlightened as you, I guess. Yeah. So like, sorry, I mean, sorry. No, but that's like the one wife is the the guy's like, I just I just can't like I just can't explain it. And she's like, I can't either. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. He goes down on these trips to do the medicine. I don't know. I don't get it. He comes back and he says he's like all enlightened, but we still have all the same problems and we can't pay our bills. <laughs> it would suck though. <laughs> it would suck though if you went down there and the Jim Carrey movie that you were seeing was Dumb and Dumber Two. <laughs> Yeah, you saw the seagull, like yeah. oh no, or like yeah, man on the moon, <laughs> or like what was some of the like random like um I don't know that that like weird one number twenty three. <laughs> oh, like, well, that's the thing, and they have them on the night vision, and these people are like, we're like in this crazy Jim Carrey movie right now. Uh, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're in Fargo. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember Jim Carrey in Fargo. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Yeah, it just it just sounds like literally like. It sounds like you go down to Peru. It's like this this whole experience is, it sounds like food points. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Oh, man. Well, uh, I mean, like, I, I've never done it, but the one thing I will say is like in Los Angeles, too, I feel like you encounter a lot of people who have had a, their ayahuasca experience. And I feel like the immediate reaction is always like, oh, treat this person like a wise man or woman, actually, because they've had this experience. Like, hey, why am I giving so much credit to this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, and it's always somebody like who has a shop on Rose that sells like clothes made out of like cordyceps <laughs> mushrooms, and it's just like, dude, I can't with this fucking shit anymore. Without well, the, the, there's people that come back and it's like yeah. you're the same person. So like, you just wanted you just wanted to have the experience, which all right, fine, but like you're the same person. So I guess right. it wasn't that profound. Yeah, but it's like uh, with between like the ayahuasca documentaries and the crack documentaries, I'm siding with rocks. I'd rather do. I've no desire to do crack. I'd rather do crack than yeah. ayahuasca. I'd for sure cheaper. Yeah. I don't have to go to Peru. And, and you like you dance at bus stops by yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. It's like yeah, more of like a party. Fucking fun, dude. Yeah, and uh, not throwing up. No, I mean, maybe if you're you know you might throw up because you're laughing too hard because it's fucking probably hilarious, right? <laughs> Because that happened to me the first time I the first time I did mushrooms, my friends had super troopers on, and I'd never seen it before. And the part where he's pretending to have sex with the bear, yeah, I was crying, laughing, and then I went and threw up. And they're like, "Oh no, he's bugging." I'm like, "No, dude, this is just hilarious." Yeah. <laughs> also on crack is when like you see the dudes that they have like the old '80s like Walkman headphones, but the the cord isn't connected to anything, <laughs> and they're just like. Mm-hmm, 
That's the enlightenment I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, dancing. Yeah, and you, you're fucking hearing music from headphones that aren't even plugged in. And you know that music is just... That, like, see, that's actually like some... Whatever you're channeling on crack is like breaking out some <laughs> sick tunes. So. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. I got to watch one of these ayahuasca documentaries. Yeah, crack ayahuasca. <laughs> just miss me. Yeah. Well, I mean, this has been a great... We've really like uh, taken a nice fucking... Leisurely tour through alternative uh, spirituality from alternative medicines, Scientology to ayahuasca to uh, um, we talked about uh, Jim Carrey Jim movies. Carrey movies. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, if it was like liar liar, yeah, I'd be all over that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, how much time we got left there, Phil? We got about two minutes. Two minutes. That's right, folks. It's time for the Camp Goodbye Shoutout Hour. Hey, Phil, who are we giving Instagram shoutouts to this weekend? Another light week. I'm, I'm going on light weeks, not it's so many right. shoutouts. I want to It was a busy people. week of watching documentaries. It was, yeah. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, where are they? Okay. Hey, shout out Mr. Leverage. Hey, shout out. Shout out. Um, hey, shout out uh, Quarter Nyan. Quarter shout Nyan, out. I think that's how it is. Shout, shout out. out. Uh, hey, shout out Larry Luck. Shout out. Shout out. Um, shout shout out. <laughs> not shout out at real Donald Trump. That was from a starter pack. <laughs> hey, shout out uh, Dan Broadnax. Hey, shout out. Shout out. Hey, shout, shout out. out Shout out Sugary. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Um, hey, shout out G Shake and it. G Nolan II. Shout out. Shout out. Classic shout out. Um, hey, shout out uh, Ricky You're Too Much. Shout out. Shout out. Hey, shout out. shout out. Really, really great meme page. Uh, original memes, really funny. Pretty cool, Tim. Shout out. Shout out. And the shout last out. one, shout out Eloise P.S. Hey, shout out. Shout out, guys. Thanks for supporting shout the page. <laughs> nice. So, uh, Elijah, what do you got on tap this week? Uh, another week of working from home and doing the same goddamn thing. <laughs> and surfing Dude, fucking tasty waves. This city's yeah, got to no, get its fucking It's supposed to be really good surf. We actually, um, it's supposed to rain this week, but we've already kind of had like that heavy rain period now where it's like flushed out all like the storm drains and everything. So, now it's kind of like with the storms that are coming in, it's like it's supposed to produce some really good surf. So definitely we'll be out in the water. Nice. Uh, probably every day this week. LA's got to, LA's got to get their, their this fucking shit together because if I see one more Instagram video of somebody in another city out at a bar, mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking throw my phone. I'm, I might actually kill somebody. <laughs> it's like I, I, I'm not – I'm never like bored. I can always entertain, keep myself like entertained on something. Yeah. I am starting to get a, kind of bored. It's a little bored. A little bit. Yeah. I just wish the restaurants were open. Like, well, I can't fucking stand it. It's interesting. Yeah. I had, I've never done, like, the sober January thing, and I didn't realize I did it. Oh, I was, like, there was nothing really popping. And, like, and then even I was talking to a friend yesterday that was, like, I'm on my way home. I was thinking about watching the fight if you want to come over. And, like, the idea of actually doing something, like, shook me out of my self. And I, and I, I kind of immediately, like, was, like, no, no, I'm doing something else because, like, I've been so in my own little mm. like bubble of right. di- doing yeah. nothing that the idea of like, I was like, Oh wait, I'd like, you know, I, I got what well, I'd have to like take a shower and like, <laughs> yeah, I guess right, like then yeah. figure out how I'm going to get down there. And like, <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I think I'm just going to like watch an ayahuasca documentary and hate on it tomorrow. <laughs> so I can take yeah. notes on what to hate on tomorrow on the podcast. I mean, again, I, I still always love being a homebody, but yeah. like, I just wish they would do those restaurants would open. I really do. Yeah, I, I think if there were restaurants, so like, cause if you think back to what it was like back in like August or so, or whenever, like, shit was still open at least it was like it was tolerable yeah it was fine i i thought it, i thought we were yeah we were like learning how to live with this thing and i i feel like we kind of we didn't have it maybe under control but like we were out we were you were able to go out and do you step outside and, and 
do something. Yeah. It just sucks that you can't. It really, really, really sucks. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, so, Garcetti, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. open up Korean barbecue again. <laughs> I would do Ow. anything to go to that. That was so fucking fun. Like, Literally, August, September, October oh, were actually, dude. like, solid months. Outdoor we had, Korean barbecue under uh, the stars was fucking killer. And then brown bagging beers on the corner. Oh, God. It's just, yeah, it sucks. But, you know, yeah. we're going to get through it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do it. We're going to be all right. Remember, brown bagging again in no time. Remember when it was 14 days to stop the spread? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That was insane. Yeah, for two weeks. Two weeks, guys. We just got to like really just, just dial it in, reel it in for two weeks so we can get through this thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was more pretty... like 1,400 days to stop <laughs> yeah, the spread. More like three years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it sucks. Um, uh, I, am, I am tired of talking. Like, like COVID conversations are just kind of like, what are we even talking about anymore? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's so annoying. Novid. Um, all right. All right. Well, uh, Elijah. Good to hear your voice, man. Always. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let us know how it goes with the Scientology. <laughs> yeah, um, Art, have, you, have you read Dianetics? No, I never have. But I would be interested in it. Yeah, pick it up. Maybe just to see what it is. You know, like, I mean, you know, sure I've, I've gone through, like, Landmark and MITT at various points, at low points in my life. I feel like I'd recognize the language. Yeah. No, I mean, like, the main shit is basically, like, figuring out everything that's wrong with you and, like, how can you get rid of that? And a lot of times it's, like, just alienating people and and just being closer to other people that have alienated their loved ones, too. Well, yeah, right. And then you are then... I mean, look, it is great to get cult. rid of toxic people, but, I mean, yeah. you got to... You, you need balance. You need some shit things in your life and some great things. Yeah. That's what balances everything out. Yeah, because get, getting rid of it's kind of like the ayahuasca. You go so far off that you get rid of all these bad habits. It's like you're supposed to have bad habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're, yeah. you're supposed to have people. You know, maybe you don't like them, but it's like they're not like trying to kill you. Yeah. So it's like, all right, you can you can be around, you can hang out. I don't know. I it, feel no. I feel that it's just you got to be right down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> just like how Tiger fucking, just how yeah. Tiger hits it on the at Augusta. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Well, uh, awesome. Well, um, we'll uh, talk to you again, uh, Elijah, sooner than later. Awesome. All right, enjoy the can't waves. Wait to, yeah, likewise. Can't wait to be on the show again, guys. All right, take it easy, All right, man. Stay safe, everyone. Mm-hmm.